This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk 2022-2023 season review. Um, It sounds very cliche, but it genuinely has been a season of real ups and real downs, uh, as we've seen in the last week or so. And we've actually got a full house here today. Um, If you're listening through audio, you won't be able to see our lovely faces, but there's all five of us here today. So we'll go through one by one. First of all, Jamie Page, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm looking forward to this. I know, um, like you said there, we've had some highs and lows, but it's been an enjoyable time, especially on the pod as well. So, yeah, looking back fondly, I think. Good stuff. Good stuff. And Callum Bucock, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. It's uh, be good to review uh, uh, quite an entertaining and up and down season. You look like you've been attacked by your mic there, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's coming out of my, my screen. <laughs> oh, the man's invested. He's invested. Uh, and Chris Matthews Redwood, how are you, mate? Hello, mate. It's been an emotional roller coaster, isn't it? <laughs> Let's see how many cliches I can get in. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it and last but certainly not least the most famous man around the man that makes it so we've got to finish this by five past seven Vic Singh how are you mate? I'm all good I'm all good looking forward to uh, diving into this and see what interesting things come out <laughs> <laughs> as am I as am I uh, so we've got a list of things we want to go through today um, so we've got best moments, worst moments, our favourite memories. Uh, we've gone through every single player individually, what we think they've rated, uh, and also a one-sentence review, which is what I really wanted to start this episode off with. Um, so it's our review, basically, of how we thought the season went. So I'll kick off with mine. Um, I thought expectations rose, fell, then rose again. But despite not achieving what we wanted, it was still an enjoyable season with much to build on going forwards. Um, that's my assessment. Whether it's fair or not, I'll let you guys decide. Uh, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> right. Jamie's frozen. Callum, what was yours, mate? <laughs> um, I think it was a, a solid foundation of a season that, uh, for me, that when we look at where it was to where it's gone, um, it's uh, we couldn't have really asked for much better as a, of a season. Um, so, no. So, push on as we would. <laughs> good stuff i like it i don't know where jamie's gone uh hopefully he'll be back uh, uh chris matthews redwood what do you reckon uh my sum up sentence was fell short due to lack of squad depth 
short and sweet, but also yeah. true. Uh, Vic, what about you? Oh, I just want me something to build on. I think we've had a up and down season, just missed out on the playoffs. So if you can only go up, it's from here. Good stuff. And finally, Jamie, are you there? Can you can you speak? Can you hear me? <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you. I'm not sure what happened there, to be quite honest. I was getting you at 100 miles an hour, then then nothing. But um, yeah, just, I guess just to sum up my, similar to what you guys have said, um, just fallen short, but the, the faith is definitely with Warren and co. Well, that's exactly it. And obviously, since the last episode, lots has changed. The embargo's gone. Uh, we can sign players again for actual money, which is amazing news. And yeah, we've got to really look forward to next season. To go through defenders and goalkeeper, Wildsmith at 8.5, Cash at a 9, Forsyth an 8, Chester a 4, Stearman a 3, Rooney a 7, Davis 6.5 and Smith a 7. What have you gone with, Callum? Are there any you disagree with? No, nothing um, majorly, to be honest, mate. Uh, I mean, 6.5 for Davis, Stearman, I've gone 4 um, with his uh, appearances this year. I've gone um, Forsyth 7. Uh, obviously, cash in 8.5 as we've gone through. Uh, Roberts, if we're classing him as 1.8. Uh, oh, yeah. And then Corey Smith, obviously, did a little bit of a stint. So I'm including him. I've gone 6.5 for Corey Smith. So Good stuff. I don't know why I had Roberts in midfield for some reason. I don't know <laughs> how I've managed that. Uh, but I gave him a 7.5 as well. Uh, Jamie, what were yours? So I've got Cash in nine, Forsyth eight, Roberts eight, Chester four, Stearman three, Rooney seven, Davis six point five, and Smith seven. That's the truth, the same as mine. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris, what about you? Senior well, I've gone, I've gone Fozzy seven, uh, I'll see Chester three, Cash in eight. Uh, I've gone Smith six, Rooney six, Roberts eight, and Stearman three. Oh, did you say Davis or did I miss that? Oh, sorry. No, I didn't say Davis. I gave Curtis Davis a four. A four? Oh. A four. Jamie Page, would you like to... Th I know you'll have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it wasn't, it wasn't that season, <laughs> we know that. Uh, no, I, I, think, I think probably I've given him an extra 0.5. I think he's probably somewhere, for, for me, probably around the six. Um what he's done um, hasn't been all too all too good. He's cost us a couple of games, but then again, I think we could have been having a different conversation if you know that mistake wasn't made. We got in the playoffs um, because I think at the back end of this season, he's actually done he's done all right. So mm. yeah, um, a, a shame to uh, to obviously see him depart in such manner. But uh, hopefully, whatever's next for him, we, we wish him all the best. Definitely. Hope so. Hope so. Yeah, I'm sure he'll probably end up at somewhere like Leighton Orient, won't he? So I'm sure he'll score against us next season. Oh, 100%. Um, last but not least, Vic, what what about your defenders? What have you given yes. them? Yes, so Fozzie had gone 7.5, been solid this year. Davis, I've gone with 5. Uh, he's made too many mistakes for my liking, uh, but I do love him still, so I love you guys. Um, Rooney, 6. Smith, 6. Uh, Robert, 7.5 as well. I was really impressed with him. And I think I've missed anybody out. Rooney? Chester Rooney. David. Oh, Rooney. Rooney 6. Mm. No, I think, I think you've got them all, mate. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got everyone there. Um, I think we've all been quite similar. I think, Vic, you've just been naturally more harsh. I think we've just been quite generous uh, with <laughs> some of them. But yeah, I think we're all we're all on the same page. 
Um, I think we've had some standout performance. We've had some not so standout ones as well. Um, so now on to midfielders, there's significantly less uh, midfielders than uh, defenders. So it's nice and easy. So I've gone Birds 8, Hurrahan 8.5, Knight 7.5, Sibley 6.5, and Harvey White, I've given a 3. Uh, what about you, Caleb? Uh, Sibley went with 6, uh, Horahan 8.5, Bird 8, uh, Knight 7.5, and Harvey White 5. Harvey White 5. Yeah. Big, big brave. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, we're all very close to each other with what we're saying. So, you know, at least one person is going to come out and say we're completely <laughs> deluded. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be someone that's like, quite different. <laughs> exactly. There'll be someone that's, yeah, on completely the other side. Um, Jamie, what have you given people? I've gone Bird 7.5, Hurahan 8, Knight 7.5, Sibley 6, and White 4. White four. Um, Chris? I've gone Hurahan six, uh, Bird seven, Sibley four, Knight nine, and White two. Knight nine. <laughs> wow. Hurahan six. Hurahan six, yeah. Hurahan has more goal involvements this season than Knight has in his career. This is my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh trust me I know I know I know. based on what I've seen mm. so what, what's your thinking behind Hurahan who's got seven goals and ten assists from centre mid being a six what's what's the thinking behind that I still think he's been underwhelming I don't think he showed up in the big games um, I think a lot of his goals and assists have come against teams that you'd expect him to but when you sign in the likes of Kurokoro Huihan in League League One, um, you expect him to be right up there with, um, you know, team team of the season. Um, and I just don't think he's hit the high notes for us. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he did make the EFL team of the season. Um, How though? We've got no idea, have we? Well, seventeen goal involvements. <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine. But no, I, I understand. I get I get where you're coming from. So would you say that's based more on like expectation and not living up to the expectations you had? Partly, but also say from 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 what I've seen, he's not dominated the midfield as much as I expected him to. Um and I don't I say in key in key games I don't think he's stood up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Vic. Here's where Vic gives Sibley a 10 and White a 9 or something like that. <laughs> oh, chance. Um, Sibley, I've gone 6.5. Bird, I've gone 7.5. Horohan, I've given 8. Knight, I've given 6.5. And White, I've just given 5. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think, yeah, four, four out of five of us are all in the same boat. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I was surprised when you gave one so high, Chris, to Jason Knight because I think he's been, I think he's played well, but I don't think he's he's been quite underwhelming. I mean, you, you speak about expectations. We thought he'd come down to League One and be like Pele. Um, and in actual I'm fact, amazed everyone's given him so so low. He's been one of my highlights this season, but everyone's opinion's different. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I can't wait for you to give Mendes Lang a one or something like that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm already scared to read out the attackers. 
Um, but right, on to the attackers then. Um, I think there'll be some very contrasted opinions on this, so I'm interested to hear what you all have to say. Uh, so I've gone with McGoldrick, 9.5. Collins, I've given a 7. Uh, Mendes, Lang, I've given an 8. Barquez and a 6. Uh, Dobbin, a 5.5. Uh, Tony Springer, a 3.5. You gained an extra 0.5 by keeping that ball in play against Port Vale. And Will Asula, I've given a 3, if anyone remembers he exists. Uh, Callum, what have you gone for? Are you just hastily adding Asula to your list? I was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've gone uh, Dobbin, I have gone 6. Colin, 6.5. Uh, Mendes Lang seven, uh, Barkazen six point five, McGoldrick nine point five, Springer uh, five. Uh, again, he got a point five for exactly the same reason. <laughs> um, and Asula, I did for the stint he did. I'll give him a six. It's a six for a man that only scored in one game. Yeah, but for, <laughs> he had that little FA Cup run, and also he uh, did the, obviously the Accrington double. So. Mm, that's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, he was playing against Torquay, but yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that is fair enough. What have you gone for, Jamie? What do you reckon? I've gone McGoldrick 9, Colin 7, Mendes Lang 7, Barkhazen 5.5, Dobbin 6, Spring It 4, and we'll give a Sula a 5.5. 5. 5.5. Interesting. Interesting. For the similar Chris. reasons to what Callum said. And I do actually think, <laughs> I'll say now, if we'd have kept Asula, I think we'd have finished in the playoffs. I think, yeah. I think it, I really? mean, I think you would have made I think you'd have made a bigger difference than Collins in some games. I think mm. we really lacked pace. When we started playing yeah. two up top, I think Collins and McGoldrick up top was horrendous. And having someone like Asula for McGoldrick to give the ball to might have been quite beneficial. But yeah, we'll never ever know. We'll never know. <laughs> uh, Chris, what do you reckon? Right, so I've given Barks a six. Um, I've given Collins an eight. Didzy ten. Mendes Lang five. Dobbin four. Springer three. And Asuna three. You knew I was going to bring this up. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Collins eight. Mendes Lang five. What's, mm-hmm. what's the thinking behind that? I just think. If we're going on impact in the season, the impact in the season is the end of the season when we really need players to step up. And Mendes Lang has not done that. He was the prime player to do that. Um, and he hasn't done it the last 10 games, 15 games. Um, he's just not 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 been at it. And, you know, we've all said he needed a rest a long time ago. So maybe it isn't his fault. But for me, for a player of his 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 ability... I think it's been bang average the last few months. So that's why he's got a bang average five. Um, and I really like Colin's work off the ball. Um, I think he will be a big player for us next season. And I think this season he's received a lot of criticism, which has been undeserved. A lot of it from me, I grant you. But I have seen a lot of potential there that I think next season with the right players alongside him, he'll be really good. And I gave Dizzy a 10 because I don't think he's done anything wrong. He's been sensational. I've just been doing a, a quick bit of reading whilst you said that. You talk about impact at the end of the season. Uh, Collins has two goals in his last 17 games. 
um, towards the end of the season. I mean, you, you mark Mendes Langda. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not going in on you, Chris. I'm genuinely just interested to know where your thought came from. Um, you mark Mendes Langda for not making the impact at the end, but neither did Collins. What's your thinking behind that? Well, I think Collins has been has been consistent all season and has done a lot of work off the ball this season, which I don't think Mendes Lang has. I think up until January, Mendes Lang was fantastic and would have been on for a nine or ten. But since January, um, I cannot remember. You know, yes, the, the Port Vale goal springs springs to mind, but I can remember so many more occasions where he's run the ball out of play and. I just don't. I just think personally, Collins up front. Bear in mind they're different roles. You've got a winger and you've got a you've got a striker. For me, I've been a lot more impressed with what I've seen from Collins all season. Mm, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Vic, what are your ratings? Right. So I've gone Mendes Lang seven, Barkhausen six point five, Dobbin six, Springit four point five, Asula five. Collins hype train has ended at seven, and the king David McGoldrick 10. 10. Good stuff. Yeah, I felt a bit harsh giving him a, a mere 9.5. So, yeah, I think <laughs> you, you might be right. You might be right. Maybe a 10 is right. Um, but yeah, that's that's every single player. And I think to be honest, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because there was so much pain last week. But actually, when you look at individual players, we've had some real good performers this year. And we've had a lot of players that have really stepped up, um, especially in difficult times when we're on tough runs. So, yeah, it's interesting. Has anyone got any uh, parting comments about any of the ratings? Uh, I think just one for me on on bringing them up uh, once more before. That is it for the pod, uh, Collins. Um, I think (laughs) when he came in and McGoldrick... um, because my brother will attest to this, I banged on about him being the, if he can do what he did at Luton, will be absolutely fine and everything like that. And he has been my biggest downfall this year, um, above Horahan, above anyone else. I think he's been the biggest letdown. Um, if if he was the player, half the player he was at Luton, um, we wouldn't have relied on uh, McGoldrick so much. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let, me jump in, let me jump in on that. So, like, Collins at Luton was one in three. So, it was a goal every three games. His record at Derby is pretty similar. So, do, are we putting too much expectation on him? He carried that Luton team, I'm just saying. <laughs> Go on, JV. I think, yeah, I mean, I, you can see me ready to come in. Um, I actually think my underachievers are Barkhazen and probably Sibley and I know that Sibley plays left back and he did that that well but I think if you've got anything about you I mean he we looked at him in the championship and thought that he was going to be the next you know academy star on the same lines I know he's not the same player but as as Will Hughes he didn't kind of meet his his kind of expectations in in that division and, and I was thinking coming down here he should have played in the 10 and he should have got a hatful of goals. So I was quite, yeah, I was quite disappointed by, by Sibley and and also Bark Hazen as well. Potentially he wasn't played there. He wasn't no. But then, if you're good enough, if you're doing the right things in training, I think you're you're put in that position. He played one game there, you know, after he scored that goal or after he scored the two goals, and he just didn't take his just didn't take his chance. So I'd be looking to see a little bit more from from Sibley next year. I personally think. Barkhazen will probably move on. 
um, especially if we're if we're playing this three five two that Warren seems to be talking about in press conferences when he said he's looking at wing backs. Um, that suggests that we'll play three five two. So yeah, I think Barclay's going to move on, but but next year I want to see more from from Louis Sibley in his natural position. How many more times can we say it? And I know it, it sounds harsh. He's still a young lad. He's still a really young player. Um, you know, context required. When he scored that hat trick, he was seventeen. Um, but years have gone by, and he doesn't seem to have developed. He seems to have lost that edge that he had, that confidence, that I don't know, insanity that he had, where he, he'd fight for. <laughs> every single ball and yeah just give everything in every single game yeah he got booked all the time but he was delivering at the same time I think some of that's been knocked out of him and he plays safer now um, and I'd hope that Paul Warren can can bring that back into him I know he turned him into a somehow decent left back for a little while I'd love to see him give him the confidence because if we're playing a 3-5-2 you need an attacking midfielder and if he can be that attacking midfielder that can take us up the pitch and make do with the fact that we have no wingers because we're playing a back three. Um, that'd be really beneficial. Um, anything else? Sure, surely one of you have got a comment about someone. Jamie, you've always got something to say. About a player? <laughs> I think... No, I think... Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the underachievers for me are, are Sibley and Barkays. And I don't necessarily think... I, I don't agree with Callum. I don't necessarily agree with Chris. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I think Collins will be important for us next year. Um, I think he's got the ability to be a good striker at this level, albeit I don't know what kind of striker he is because he's not a target man. He's not a poacher. But I think he needs that kind of run of the games, whether that whether McGoldrick stays, which I'm hoping he does, um, and they can combine. Uh, they clearly get on off the pitch, so hopefully they can continue to to play on the pitch together. I think at times we've been a little bit diluted with the lone players. I tweeted out and we discussed it um, last week. We have to get our lone players right this season, next season, sorry. We didn't this year. We've, we've, we've really been let down, similar to how Rooney, when he when he rang in, Benning me and those, those kind of players. Roberts was the only one that I think comes out with any, any form of, of credit. The others just didn't, didn't really get on the didn't really get on the train, but I've watched back this morning. I've watched it again. I've watched it twice. I've watched Paul Warren's end of year review. He's going to run them into the ground pre-season. We're going to be as fit as a fiddle. He's he's not got any restrictions. He's got the recruitment in place. It's a good time to be a Derby fan because I think we've set those foundations and we're now going to see a Paul Warren Derby. And I honestly, I, I back him more than I've backed any manager, I'd say, in the past 10 years. Because I've, I've over the course of the last two weeks through adversity, I've I've really been brought into to Paul Warm. Hey, folks! I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy. Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, and, and just to add to that, I don't mean to be really negative after you've been really positive there, um, but if 33-year-old James Collins is playing a big part in Derby's season at the start of next season, I'm really concerned because if we can't get a replacement better than him, we, we'll struggle. I, 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 I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see how many of these lads get through a poor warm pre-season. I think they'll be all right. <laughs> Some of them might. Some of them might. I'm glad Chester's not here. I think he'd physically die. <laughs> I, think, I think he'd pass away. Would you, would you know when they were talking about in the, I think he mentioned it. I think if anyone finishes behind me, then gone off you go i mean there's some names on here i'm looking at i'm going <laughs> i was watch paul Warren doing his runs pre-game they're, they're gonna struggle yeah Corey smith doing his run where he has his really little steps he's gonna have troubles uh, <laughs> keeping up with people um but the next thing i want to move on to uh is the best moment of the season uh so i mean i've got three written down here there's one very clear favorite it's been mentioned already um, I've got the comeback versus Peterborough where McGoldrick scored his first goal. I think we scored in the 88th and the 91st minute or something like that, uh, right at the start of the season. Um, Hurrahan's winner against Oxford. You know, we were back. The club existed. Sellout, Pride Park, late winner. Unbelievable feeling. Uh, and I've put as my best one. It's Port Vale away, isn't it? It's, it's got to be. It's got to be for me. Um, Callum, what do you reckon? What's your best moment of 2022-23? So similar, I had three, and I've screwed up two as because I had one as my favourite. But I had Port uh, Port Vale, but that's not my top. I had Liverpool away because I thought we're back in the big time in terms of how where we were to then play Liverpool away and compete and take it to penalties. I thought was class. And then I've actually got my top one uh, being Torquay at home. Uh, just especially for that Dobbin volley that me and you were there for. <laughs> oh, no, that was funny. That yeah. was funny. Yeah, Just because no. Jake uh, absolutely rinsed him and said, uh, I can't see him doing anything. And then the next phase of play, he bangs in the top bin volley from the edge of the box. Uh, that's not quite That's not quite happened. I was like, this is his moment. <laughs> he's going to score <laughs> look at him Dobbins on the edge <laughs> play it to him <laughs> they did and he scored um, so yeah no, that was funny that was funny uh, Jamie what about you what's the best moment of the season I think I have to go with all of James Collins's goals <laughs> um, I think Liverpool away that was special I always want, wanted to go to, to Anfield um, yes it was a cup game but that atmosphere is absolutely dead wasn't it Jake Terrible. Yeah, it's rubbish. But we, well, apart from apart from us, Aaron was good. Aaron, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got, I've gone with that. But then on another kind of personal note, um, obviously not being from Derby and being from Cambridge, to go to Cambridge away as a away op- away opposition was quite surreal and quite weird. Being you know almost an away fan in my own in my own town, but uh, yeah, and that was obviously Paul Warren's first game in charge as well. So. That was probably my 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 top my top moment. Good stuff, uh, Chris. What about you? Best moment of the year for me. I know it's cliche, but the Oxford home home game, just being back, 
standing at Pride Park and seeing a full full house. You know, it was it got it had got to that stage where we didn't care what league we we, we were in, wasn't it? So yeah, that for me, and then Hurahan scoring, amazing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Vic. Yeah, I've got a couple. No, I've got three actually. So yeah, obviously the the obvious one is Hurahan at home against Oxford. It was just nice to know that we had a club and we got off to a great start. And I made it onto the website. Uh, <laughs> uh, Derby, Derby four, Bristol Rovers two. Some of the football we played in that first half was just sublime. So I thought that was really good. And that was Didzy's first hat trick for us as well, I think. Mm. And then a personal favourite of mine was Port Vale away. That was when I genuinely believed that I thought we were going to challenge for the top two, just getting that result back in the way in the manner that we did. And the, the way end was just carnage. So yeah, those are my three top moments. Yeah, some good ones there. Some good ones. Right, straight from positivity to negativity. Every Derby fan's average Saturday afternoon. Uh, so I've got the worst moment. So I've got, again, I've got three sort of main ones. Uh, the 4-1 away at Barnsley was horrendous. Um, I think that's probably one of the worst away days I've ever been on. And I was there when we played the youth team against Forest away. So, yeah, that was pretty bad. Um Chef Wednesday away, obviously last game of the season, missing out on playoffs, getting robbed by a dodgy decision. Um, although uh, the first legs been pretty funny uh, for their playoff <laughs> hopes. Um, and throwing, I've, uh, this is two separate things, so I'll put it in one. Throwing away a half-time lead twice against Plymouth. Um, I remember seeing at the time that if we'd won both of those games, we'd have been second and Plymouth would have been sixth. Uh, obviously at the time things have changed since then um, but that would have made a massive difference in our season uh, and I think if we win both of those games we're well we're comfortably in the playoffs if not pushing for automatics still so yeah difficult one for me uh, Callum what about you? Funny enough I've got three away trips that were my worst bits I've got Plymouth away again because I thought I think that one kind of just shut down anything on uh, automatics um mm. I had Barnsley away because I thought that was just I don't even want to think about that anymore <laughs> and uh Ipswich away just because um of how it all panned out um and I thought kind of everyone was like that was probably the the difference between a top team and us and uh yeah. and as, as I say and the way it just happened with obviously uh, a certain player um that uh, he's he's done it twice. Just say his, he's gone now. He's gone, Callum. You can say his name. It was Davis's through ball. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, Davis's through ball towards his own goal. <laughs> we can mock him. We love him, but we can mock him. We can mock him. Uh, Jamie, what about you? Yeah, I have to agree. Ipswich away. I was in the away end, and it was just so frustrating that night. Obviously, the the Sheffield Wednesday game. I don't think I've been that annoyed about a refereeing decision. Um, since the week before probably but um, <laughs> it's uh yeah i think those two i'm gonna put a bit of a curveball in here and it's the feeling that i where i was at that particular point in time i'm not there now but when Rossini left i saw that as a bit of a low point for me it was definitely the right decision however at that point in time i was very attached to to Rossini, um and and thought that potentially we were making a bit of a mistake in hindsight, I don't feel that now, but there was a point in time where I thought, you know, we might be um, we might be thinking the grass is greener. Mm. I'm glad you clarified that because you were about to get murdered on social media. <laughs> on that. I'm a Paul Warren fanboy, but I, I love Liam Matinia, so... 
Yeah, and it's good to see Rossini has done a decent job as well at Hull uh, since he's gone yeah. in there, which is good to see. Uh, Chris, what about you, mate? So, right, by the sounds of it, mine's not been, been mentioned yet, but just for sheer how I felt leaving the ground, uh, it was Shrewsbury at home. Um, first half, we were fantastic. Should have been 3 4 nil up. And then that felt like the first game where it was like we played well one half, played crap the other. Um, and it was just one of those days where the referee annoyed me, the Shrewsbury players rolling around annoyed me. Um, and yeah, we threw away a two goal lead when we looked absolutely dominant. And for me, that was the start of the that was the start of the end for me. And I say I walked away from that feeling as angry as I ever have. And so for me that that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a painful one. Yeah, I remember that one. I think I'd I'd pushed that so far out of my mind it didn't even <laughs> come in when I was I was planning. So yeah, no, that's a good one, Chris. That was a good one. Vic, what about you, mate? Where do I start? <laughs> um, one that sticks out early was Port Vale at home. Probably saw yeah. the worst refereeing display in human history. Um, Fleetwood at home. So probably saw the worst derby performance in human history. Um, Fleetwood away because it was dead boring. Literally nothing that entire 90 minutes. And then Bristol Rovers away just because I thought, had we won that, that was our playoff secured then. Mm. And then that 95th minute penalty when it was, well, I don't know if it was or wasn't, who cares now. But yeah, just, just remember leaving the ground thinking, God, that was an opportunity missed. Yeah, yeah, that was a real I've, I've had another thing that's just come to my mind as well, and, and certain people will remember, listeners, I don't know if any of you guys were there, but Stevenage away pre-season, um, it was hotter than the depths of hell in that away end. <laughs> it was the hottest I'd yeah. ever been in any country, anywhere, and it was awful. Um, I was, yeah, I was very close to just thinking, right, let's just let's just go here. Um, so yeah, that was particularly painful. And I remember thinking that at that time, day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But I remember thinking at that time because obviously Rossini was asking Wildsmith to play out, and I looked at Wildsmith and I thought. This isn't gonna. This isn't gonna end well. But uh, yeah, I, I was wrong about him as well. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he's had a good season, hasn't he? I think um, he's he's kind of gone under the radar a little bit towards the end. But yeah, great season for Wildsmith. Um, so they're the most painful memories. Now, one final thing I want from everyone is the best personal memory. So this is something that personally touched you, or you really enjoyed, or anything like that. And my one is, is you mentioned it already, Callum, uh, is Liverpool away. Now, there was a time during Liverpool away and we were on the ropes. We were getting hammered. It was the last 10 minutes. They bought Nunez on and he was running at Louis Sibley, which is the scariest thing I've ever seen. Uh, they brought Bobby Firmino on and, you know, he was starting to pull the strings a bit. And the Derby fans are chanting, we are Derby, super Derby, for probably the last 15, 20 minutes. And it got louder and louder and louder and louder. And then that final whistle went and we celebrated like we just won the league. And then Firmino missed that pen and we celebrated like we just won the Champions League. Um, <laughs> and even though we went on to lose, the feeling that night to be at a ground like Anfield against a team like Liverpool, to hold them to a draw, and even though we didn't win, to come so close to getting something out of it. 
and the atmosphere around was was unbelievable. So yeah, that's my one. Um, those last ten minutes against Liverpool are something that I will always remember. What about you, Callum? Uh, mine's uh, quite so. I was I unfortunately um, was away uh, in Portugal uh, live streaming the first game of the season. Obviously, after the summer of uh, turmoil that obviously uh, happened, and I was sat there poolside uh, watching it uh, under an umbrella. Oh, poor and you. Then when... I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then um, I, uh, as soon as uh, Horahan's goal went in, I threw my phone in the air and jumped in the pool and nearly took my phone with me. And but yeah, just the whole feeling. What? What? I was. I just wished I was there. And but it was a case of um, just seeing the start of the season. It was almost that first bit where it was like we could do something this season because everyone was kind of coming into it uh, this season, going League One. We've got the certain players that we've managed to bring in after starting with five, and then we were looking at it, going, "Can we see if we can now do something?" So, so no, so it was just that because it was just the sheer elation um, while I was on my tods in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was good. And yeah, I think we've all mentioned it at some point, haven't we? That that first goal, I think it was you, Chris, wasn't it? That was your best moment. It was, yeah, it was brilliant. And yeah, I'd love to go back and relive that again. Um, Jamie, I, I'm sure you're having internet problems, uh, but I'll ask you anyway, what's, what's your most emotional moment of the season? And if there's dead silence, I'm just going to pretend I didn't ask. <laughs> Um, well, I've already kind of mentioned it. I obviously mentioned the the Cambridge memory, um, but me and well, me and yourself. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, what we wait? <laughs> I know, I know. Technical issues everywhere. Uh, this will sound great in audio. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone's still listening as well. Not one person's clicked off this. Uh, Chris, <laughs> go on. Whilst we wait for Jamie to sort his life out, he doesn't realise I've removed him from the stream. Um, Chris, what's yours? Um, so I get a bit corny, but actually, gutted you weren't there, Jake. But but meeting Carl and Vic and um, Jamie for the first time was brilliant. Um, you know, it's great to actually meet you in person. Um, for me, again, it is a bit of a personal, a very personal thing. So the MK Dons away game. Um, my stepmom had a brain hemorrhage back in 2019, uh, and it was my first game with with her. Um, since 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 then, and to be in a packed out away end, I think I'm writing things about five thousand Derby fans um, with her next next to me it was just amazing. So that was personally very personal to me. That was my moment of the season. Ah, oh, that's lovely, mate. Love that. That's lovely. I really like it. What about you, Vic? What's yours? Um, I think mine probably is just me and my family going to the games. It's the first time that we've managed to take three generations of Derby fans to Pride Park. So it's been nice to go with my family. On the pitch, I'd probably say Port Vale away again, just 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 because of the carnage and the pandemonium that followed that. Um, but And there was another game that stuck out to me. It was one of the earlier home games. Um, and I remember we was waiting outside at Pride Park and... We thought we'd get my brother's shirt signed, but it was just nice that every single player took the time out to take a photo, ask how we were, just had a normal chit-chat. It was just nice to have that. So those are my personal highlights. And again, like Chris said earlier, meeting you guys um, at the last, the one of the home games of this season, that was a personal highlight for us as well. Great stuff. Great stuff. Right. We're going to try Jamie again. Jamie, can <laughs> you speak? Can you hear? 
Yeah, I'm not too sure what's going on. I mean, the yeah, the <laughs> the Wi-Fi's saying it's pretty good, but uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. Did you get my answer from before? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was I was I was crying, so that was probably uh, probably good job you didn't hear it. Um, but no, I just I just mentioned obviously the the Cambridge away, um, which was obviously my um, another answer of mine. Uh, but also me and Jake got the opportunity to uh, walk on the March run a year after um, the uh, the March with BBC Radio Derby. Dom invited us along um, and that was pretty special to be able to, you know, to, to speak with fans and, and see, um, you know, just how far we'd come in, in that, that kind of period of time. And yes, the, the football that day wasn't brilliant and we all know what happened after that result. Um, Max Bird getting injured and then us kind of nosediving off of a cliff, but um, yeah, it was a it was a special special time. It was, it was. I think you can tell from everyone's sort of emotional response the the impact that supporting this club has has brought to us. And I know it's been criticised a little bit. A lot of people have said, you know, it's you can't keep looking back and saying, oh, we almost lost this, but we did, we did almost lose this. So to be in a position now where all of these incredible memories can happen is is brilliant. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's not just about the people on the pitch kicking the ball around. It's everything around it and the friends you make and the relationships you build. So, yeah, it's been really special. It's been a great season. And for us, it's been a great season too. Um, if anyone's still listening at this point, because I know we've gone <laughs> on for 40 straight minutes. Um, we've been really grateful for everyone that's listened. Um, you know, this started off as a, a bit of a fun side project uh, as part of another other project that me and Jamie were trying to do, which was the most time-consuming thing in the whole world. Um, and it's ended up becoming a big part of my life and I think everyone here's lives too. So thank you so much to everyone that supported us, shared, rated us. Uh, if you haven't rated us, please do. Um, only if it's good though. If it's bad, please don't rate us. Um, and ev basically everyone that's gotten involved because without you guys we wouldn't be sat here we probably wouldn't be friends we we wouldn't know each other so yeah it's been absolutely brilliant um lads anything you want to say before we finish yeah I'll, I'll, i mean i'll go uh before the other lads i mean like i said this um getting invited on by by you guys to start with and then as i say it's just kind of snowballed uh to doing everything, meet, meeting uh, people from opposition clubs, doing the previews, and then obviously ending the season, which was great. Um, obviously, Jake, I met you early in the year, but then meeting the other guys at the end of the season just kind of topped it off for me. So, no, it's been great, and it's just be interesting to see how it all pans out next season. Hopefully, we shouldn't just keep getting bigger and better. Well, let's hope so, mate. And yeah, you need to really need to stop saying good luck to every team that we play on the previews as well. <laughs> it's, honestly, it's, every week, every week. Um, Jamie, yeah, I you normally... got a special message? No, not really. It's been fun. It's been, um, it's been, it's been a good time. Yeah, like you guys said, it was good to meet you all in person the other week, and uh, and yeah, realize that you're actually um, all all people and and not just figures on a on a screen. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been really good. We're we're lucky to be able to to do this, um, you know, every every Sunday and, and talk about talk about Derby. We hope that everyone enjoys it. Next year, we've got some other things planned. We've got some planned things over the off season as well that we'll, we'll be discussing and and kind of releasing shortly. So 
yeah, it's going to be a, another season of, of seeing these faces if you're on YouTube or, or hearing these voices if you're on your uh, your podcast provider. But yeah, hopefully next season, this time next year, we'll all be doing a season review and talking about how James Collins has fired us into the championship. <laughs> Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I hope so. I really hope so, but I can't see it. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I, I can I can safely say the last twelve to eighteen months has been the time I've been the most proud to be a Derby fan. Um, I think the people don't realise how much your football club means, um, and the fact that I've got to share my opinions, right or wrong, with you guys has been um, amazing. I've had my own personal battles this year that you've all been through with me, and um, yeah, I, th- I think people who don't understand what this club means to us this is what it means to us we are we're we we are a family and the four of you have been with me through a lot of hard times so thank you and obviously thank you to everyone listening as well it's been a pleasure chris it's been a pleasure pleasure, mate um vic go on last but not least last episode of the season last word of the season what have you got to say, Vic? You've got to say it. Yeah, I was about it, to say it. No, I just want to say like, thank you to you boys. Obviously, without you guys, I wouldn't be able to be on this pod. I think this podcast actually uh, epitomises Derby County. Like Chris said, it's one big family, and I feel this with this pod and all the people we've met. And the journey has been incredible. It's brilliant to have a football club still to support. I've had personal memories. I've done 40-odd games this year, which I've never done before, which is another personal highlight. Um, and then on to next season, as they say. And uh, drum roll, please. Long may <laughs> Oh, great stuff. Great stuff. Right. It has been a pleasure. Again, if anyone's got to this point, fair play. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support all the way through the season. Um, we'll keep going with things. Don't worry. Over the summer, we'll keep doing Derby-related stuff. We've got ideas. Uh, we just need to actually do them, which is the hard bit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, when you want your, your Derby fix over the summer when nothing's going on, we'll always be there. So thank you to your support through the season. Thank you so much, lads, for being part of this pod. And, uh, yeah, as Vic says, long may it continue. Long may it continue. <laughs> <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.